Welcome to the Dermatology Podcast, the official podcast of the European Academy of Dermatology and Venereology. I'm Christopher Horskamp. And I'm Cécile Mitwar. And we are your hosts. When COVID-19 became a pandemic, the EADV quickly took action to create a webinar series, Dermatology During a Pandemic, where doctors were sharing their experiences as they were discovering new symptoms of the disease and helping patients manage their health in a time of overextended healthcare resources. In the last week of 2020, the EADV held a new webinar revisiting these topics with updated information and showcasing experiences and lessons learned by the EADV-affiliated doctors and relevant professionals. Topics included skin manifestations, surgery, dermato-oncology, teledermatology, patient care, tips on vaccines, emotional intelligence, and even the experience of residents on the front lines in the COVID hospitals. Today is the first episode in a two-part series where we'll be revisiting the aforementioned webinar Tips and Updates on COVID-19. Today's topics will cover skin manifestations, dermatosurgery, dermato-oncology, and teledermatology. First, we wanted to catch up with Professor Mirto Georgia Tracatelli, chairperson of EADV School, EADV's Education Committee. We asked her, why was this the right time to have this webinar to revisit these topics? Well, it was the end of the year, and as you know, the end of the year is usually a time to reflect and to look uh, on the important milestones that uh, uh, one had in the previous year. So these were kind of our, our milestones, the milestones of the Education Committee, these COVID webinars. And we wanted to share update and new knowledge on the different subjects we covered. Uh, moreover, what we wanted to do is to take a moment and think about the future and share positive feelings of the upcoming vaccination and the holiday season. We dug deeper and, and asked her why specifically they chose these topics. Uh, this was not actually a choice, it was a given. These were the topics that we covered during our COVID series. Uh, these were the topics that uh, we already had speakers and experts uh, uh, working for us uh, during the year. So the education committee was, was discussing and said, why not invite again these people and uh, share what is new, what's changed, why, what we should keep and what we should change, and uh, also uh, create a feeling of belonging and solidarity. With less than an hour for the webinar, we wanted to know what was the larger picture they were trying to paint? So we were just trying, as I said, to see what were the important points to keep, what uh, were the things that we really should have in mind. For example, we wanted to see uh, the skin manifestations of COVID like in a very uh, coherent and uh, structured way so that the people could have a clear message on what they should look for. We also wanted to know what was different for our oncology patients. So actually there were short messages in the different fields and mostly what was underneath all I think was the feeling that we are all together and we are supporting each other in the knowledge and in the belonging of the dermatology family. Let's get into the webinar itself. First up, Dr. Elena Rossi discussed surgery in dermatology. What happened at the very beginning in March is that actually everything was blocked. We were almost able a little bit to perform surgery. And then uh, 
we faced a difficult situation in which we had to choose because we slowly reopened our surgical activity and the criteria of selection of our patient was definitely more strict than the usual one. Then during the summer, uh, everything seems to be quite fine. So we were able to reapproach to our surgical activity almost normal. And then in October, as we are all experiencing, a new soft lockdown happened again. So once again, we have a restriction of the patient we can perform surgery. Uh, whether at the beginning it was quite difficult, both with outpatient and with hospitalized patient, uh, but we could continue only hospitalized patient. This time, the situation in our hospital is mostly upside down because we can continue to perform normal outpatient surgical activity, but the hospitalized patient are, we have less availability of the operating theater due to the intensive care unit recruiting that. So what is the lesson or the tips I can give to you? The first one is that we have learned the importance of the PPE. Uh, it is uh, important for us to protect ourselves and then also to protect our patient. Second is that we must say to our patient not to be afraid to come at the hospital because we are working safely and you don't know how many patients uh, were refusing to come to the hospital or to do surgery because they were afraid of COVID. Professor Christian Posh discussed dermato-oncology. Um, what I want to tell you today is basically, I picked one topic and that is some, some topic that um, challenges a lot of us treating uh, cancer patients, particularly melanoma patients, and that's the combination of COVID-19 infections or COVID-19 and checkpoint inhibitors. And if we think of the disease as, uh, you know, a broad spectrum of different things that could happen, and we have mild disease where we can see viral load going down and inflammation going down. So that's basically the best scenario that we can have. But there are also other scenarios like severe disease where continuous inflammation is actually causing a lot of tissue damage. And this continuous inflammation is something that we sometimes also see like a sort of undirected inflammation when we use checkpoint inhibitors. So the question remains now is, are we actually boosting um, inflammation by using checkpoint inhibitors? And are, actually, are we actually making things worse by using these anti-cancer drugs? Or can we use these anti-cancer drugs even to clear some of that infection because we are restoring T-cell T -cell, um, functionality? So there are two aspects of, of this, this very in interesting problem. And there are actually some clinical studies right now that are trying PD-1 inhibitors uh, for the treatment of COVID-19 infections. So timing might make a quite uh, traumatic difference in how and what we are actually doing uh, for our patients. What we know, however, is that cancer patients are at higher risk for severe disease and also for death due to COVID-19. So there is 
uh, a recent study. It's not published yet. It's accepted for publication, and you can soon read it. Um, that is addressing exactly that kind of problem, uh, checkpoint inhibitors in COVID-19. And so there we looked at 110 melanoma patients, all of which had uh, COVID-19, confirmed COVID-19 infections, and were treated with checkpoint inhibitors. And of those 110, 35 were admitted to a hospital and four uh, eventually were admitted to the ICU. 18 of these patients died. Um, only, quote unquote, nine, uh, eight patients from COVID-19 infections. So you can see this is a fairly sick population, obviously. Um, most patients actually died from their disease, uh, which is cancer, in this case, melanoma. But there are still some interesting points that we can take from this study. There are certain risk factors that are important to um, assess the likelihood or the risk for severe um, disease or severe COVID-19 infection. And that is an ECOG um, performance index of greater or equal to. With that, you're increasing the odds ratio of, of hospital hospitalization and severe disease quite significantly, so up to 40 times. But the same is true up to five times for the combination of CTLA-4 and PD-1 inhibitors. And that's why many uh, national and also international guidelines actually recommend PD-1 monotherapy over the combination therapy um, for certain situations uh, of cancer treatment. Same is true, obviously, if you have COVID-19 symptoms, you're more likely to be hospitalized. That comes as no surprise for sure. There are many questions that we still need to um, address and, and uh, solve for our patients. However, what we can say is checkpoint inhibitors are not going to make uh, your, the situation for your cancer patients worse. Yes, cancer patients are at higher risk, but checkpoint inhibitors don't increase that risk. At least PD-1 inhibitors in monotherapies don't. So that's something we need to consider so that we can offer our patients optimized also cancer care, not only COVID-19. Dr. Paolo Pasquale discussed the quickly expanding practice of teledermatology. Teledermatology has shown something to very good for patients during this COVID period. Basically, what happened is that before COVID, there was a group of dermatologists doing telederm. Most of them were doing store and forward, and it's a one-to-one relation. So we got the images from a family physician, and we answered those on based on those images and gave a diagnosis or used the images for monitoring. But suddenly, the lockdown came in, the first lockdown I'm referring, and, and, and we had no more store and forward because there was no possibility of getting the images from the family physicians. And, and a, a new actor came in, which is the direct-to-consumer telederm, which is the one that the patient did directly to the specialist. And that could be because we received images from even from social media, from regular social media, WhatsApp, Gmail, whatever, because we needed to get in touch with our patients. But sometimes just a phone call. And one of the amazing and fantastic fantastic things that we saw through this lockdown is that a phone call can be very important because it gives you the opportunity to be in contact with your patient and it, it, it shows that when you're a doctor you you never you can never lose that contact with the patient and you always have the opportunity to show compassion and 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 Patients were very grateful, even if they knew they needed something else, just the fact of receiving a phone call from their dermatologist was a comfort for many of them that were alone in their houses. 
So post lockdown, we are keeping some of the good things from from uh, from the lockdown, which we are doing a hybrid telederm now. We some of our telederms come from the patients, and some again are coming from our family physicians. What's the future? Well, the future is that we probably will be doing in a very close future a one-to-one uh, telederm uh, sent by by a family physician to one dermatologist. But these libraries of images that are growing and growing every day will allow us through uh, algorithms to use artificial intelligence and we'll have a relationship that will be many telederms to one specialist. We will be more effective and we will be able to help more and more patients. At the end, we will be able to democratize our specialty, especially considering that there are so few dermatologists for so many patients with skin conditions. Finally, for this episode, we will finish with Dr. Christina Galvin, who gave an update on skin manifestations of COVID-19. The description of the five characteristic patterns has been a reference for further multiple studies on COVID-19 skin manifestations. Studies that have provided data on immunology, epidemiology, histopathology, immunohistochemistry, and electron microscopy, and became essential to understand the cause-effect relationship with virus. Pseudo children pattern relates to late onset, younger ages, good general evolution, and scars or absent systemic symptoms. Histopathology is similar to conventional erythema pernia with significant expression of interferon 1 markers. Immunohistochemistry reveals scars, SARS-CoV-2 proteins, and one study with electron microscopy found particles consistent with SARS-CoV-2. The vesicular pattern has an early onset, even before other symptoms, and it is associated with uh, both uh, middle-aged patients and moderate severity. Histopathology suggests viral damage on basal keratinocytes, although other viruses such as herpes and pseudoherpetic rubber disease should be rolled out. The urticarial pattern with presence of hives is also more frequent in middle age and moderate severity and concurrent with other symptoms. This pattern is common but unspecific. Some published theories fail to find triggering factors, but it is still difficult to establish a link with SARS-CoV-2 because many other clinical scenarios such as drugs, infections may also be responsible. Maculopapular pattern is usually concurrent with other symptoms, affects middle-aged patients, and it's associated with more severe COVID-19. Within this pattern, we find varied but repetitive manifestations. Many of them are similar to well-known skin conditions, so the possible causes uh, of this pattern uh, are the virus, the virus-related cascade of organic alteration, the reactivation of another underlying or concomitant viral infection, worsening of previous dermatosis, and finally, drug reaction eventually fostered by the disease. But surely, in the pandemic context, whatever be the cause of these eruptions, we must think of COVID-19. And in the context of a COVID-19 patient, 
we should think of the worst eventual clinical evolution. Finally, levodonecrotic pattern appears in other patients with more severe disease. It includes cyanotic and necrotic lesions already well known before COVID-19 in severe systemic dysfunctions and coagulopathy. Histopathology of the target, or target organ, the lung, and the skin consists on post-inflammatory thrombogenic microvasculopathy with extensive SARS-CoV-2 proteins complement CASPAS-3 and interleukin-6 deposition, but with negative, negative interferon-1 markers. Subsequently, for studying these patients, experts recommend skin biopsy for being the most easy-to-access organ. To finish, even though we lack time to discuss, the mystery goes on and these skin manifestations have now become very infrequent, surely for several reasons. That is the last topic we will be covering today. We thank you for joining us in this revisit to the webinar, Tips and Updates on COVID-19. Stay tuned for episode two of this two-part mini-series about COVID-19, which will be coming out in the next weeks. You can listen to the Dermatology Podcast on all major podcast platforms. We appreciate having you with us, and until the next time, take care of your skin. <laughs>